Hi, I'm Wendy Bright Fallon. And I'm Debbie Peterson. You're listening to Nourish Noshes, stories about real people, real food, and real life. We're integrative health counselors on a quest to make the world a healthier place. So glad you've joined us. We Americans spend $100 billion on sleep deprivation. And let me explain that. (laughs) Because that's a lot of money. (laughs) It's so much money. The annual cost to Americans from lost productivity, from medical expenses, from sick leave, from property damage caused by sleep deprivation is $100 billion. Wow. A year. And so when you and I were doing a little bit of research on this sleep, which is very ironic because I'm in a sleep-deprived state right Uh now. We've been working on our launch of our online program. I'm closing some really uh, big months with my Young Living business. You and I are applying to uh, be on the TED Talk (laughs) stage. (laughs) All these amazing, great things. And um, yeah, sleep deprivation can have this grand ripple effect that I never really thought of until we started studying this a little more. I know. And not to use a pun, but it's really (laughs) eye-opening. So much of the things that I've been learning in in this research, everybody knows sleep is important. Everybody knows that. And everybody knows they probably don't get enough. But after researching this, I am so much more motivated to get that eight hours. You know, I'm not just going to let myself get seven and be okay with it. Well, and this is so interesting because you and I had done a video that uh, I actually said in there, well, it's like a bank account. You know, (laughs) you can nap back into your bank account. And what you learned and shared with me was pretty amazing that we actually can't get it back. No. Once we lose sleep, it has um, some potential long-term damage. That's right. I was listening to a podcast that had uh, was talking about sleep, and I was introduced through the podcast to a, a gentleman who wrote a book, and his name is Matt Walker, and he's a PhD and wrote a book all about sleep. And in his book, he talked about a, a bunch of things. One of them was this sort of almost grand experiment that this 17-year-old kid did back in the 60s, and he broke a Guinness Book World Record, of which they've gotten rid of since then because it's so damaging. Um, he's, he went 11 days without sleeping. 11 days. And, and as a teenager, you know, their resilience is is perhaps different than, absolutely. than many of us. Right. But, but, yeah, he went... So the first day after that 11 days, he slept for 14 hours, which is almost twice as much as you usually do. So he did get some of those hours back. He got, what, six or seven hours back. Additional, mm-hmm. But he lost 88 hours of sleep overall. And the days after that, he didn't sleep any more than usual. So he never got those hours back. And even though he was 17 and resilient and didn't have any immediate bad things that happened to him, that was in the 60s, he's had a lifelong crisis of insomnia. And he blames that seven, those 11 days. I remember listening to that same podcast and him going out and like howling at the moon and in the middle of the night just because he felt like he was going crazy because right. of his insomnia. So we need to take it seriously. We, we learned of some other statistics as well. Mm-hmm. So we, many of us might know that weight gain might, yeah. you know, might happen. It's because our hormone cascades are all off That's and right. we're not in our traditional detox state at night when we're not getting enough sleep. Yep, that's right. 
We also know that a lot of diseases are actually influenced by sleep deprivation, including heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's. And those are the three biggest ones that are on people's minds these days. And a lot of those diseases could be avoided if people are just get enough sleep. Why is it so hard for us to get so much sleep? It's so hard. So we're going to come up with some ideas in just a minute, but I've got one more one more statistic. There's a 45% increase in depression symptoms. Yeah. And so those of us who are walking around with anxiety and um, depression and addictive disorders and cravings, so many of us are just turning to pills to uh, manage our anxiety and this simple solution of sleep can can be so can be profound. So let's just share a couple of ideas with our listeners about some sleep yeah. possibilities. Right. And also a lot a lot of these statistics and a lot more information is in our blog that we just posted called Dog on Tired. So check <laughs> that right. post out and um and yeah, and let's talk about how people can get better sleep. Well, I think one of the things for me personally is when I finally got additional blinds in my room. Mm -hmm. Long time ago when we got married, there was no TV. We decided not to have a TV. So no electronics in our room and we sleep with the curtains drawn so it's black. Yeah. And so we're not distracted by cars and the moon. I mean, I know when it's full moon, I used to wake up howling at the moon. <laughs> <laughs> now with the curtains closed, uh, you know, the, the moon's not shining my face, right. like a big spotlight. Yeah. So light noise is, having it dark is important. Yeah, that's huge. And even if you think it doesn't bother you, your body is registering it. And there's so many things that our body registers that we don't con consciously register. Yeah, light is energy, electronics are energy. That's right. Yeah. And that's a tough one. A lot of people like to have their electronics by bed, whether it's television or their phone. And that might be a hard habit to break, but it could be worth it if you're struggling with getting enough sleep. So think about that. Another one is, you know, we say the magic number is eight and, you know, give or take, you know, a half an hour here or there, but really that's the big, the number, you know, I used to say six to seven to eight, but now I'm like, no, eight, it's gotta be eight. <laughs> <laughs> and there are some rare people who can sleep a little bit less. Um, and there's people who sleep more and that's fine. But for the most part, try to get eight. And this is an interesting thing too, that I want to bring up is that our human nature is not used to this, what um, we call monophasic sleep, which is one sleep period during the night. In fact, back when before we had electronic stuff and we were living by the moon and by the sun, people had what we call biphasic sleep pattern. And that means they slept for a big period of time during the night, but they also took sort of this afternoon siesta time to sleep. And a lot of traditional cultures in Europe and other places still honor this siesta time that some shops close from like two to five o'clock. And it's starting to move away from that, unfortunately, as we are here in the United States. We have this daytime and nighttime, and nighttime is for sleeping and daytime is for being awake, and it's a to detriment of us. We need to have maybe those two periods of sleep time. So if you can take a nap, yeah, take it. That's right. Yeah, and there are some statistics about you know the cat nap versus the really long nap, and um, so we encourage you to play around with that yep. and, and see what works best for you. And you can add up get those numbers up to eight hours. So maybe you're sleeping six during the night, but if you can take a two-hour nap in the afternoon, if you have that luxury, there's your eight. Bravo. Yeah. So another thing is to make a, a sleep routine. You know, a lot of people may already think they have a routine. Maybe it's watching this television show mm -hmm. or, or looking up this website, but having more of a peaceful routine. And 
it can change over time and you can shift it here and there, but having a set bedtime, you know, within 15, 20 minutes every night and having a routine, maybe it's stretching, maybe it's putting a diffuser on with essential oils, mm -hmm. maybe it's um, just meditating in bed before you actually really fall asleep. I do, I do some deep breathing exercises just to kind of get my sympathetic system kind of to chill out and that helps me sleep better. If I don't do that, I notice I don't sleep as well. Yeah. I think journaling is another opportunity, you know, writing down either the stressors of the day or even writing down the accomplishments and the wins and the celebrations, which I we don't do enough of. Right. Anyway. That's we kind of get stuck in what didn't go well and we need to celebrate a little bit more. So maybe there's some gratitude journaling at the end of the day that's done. That's right. And of course, eating well. That's right. You know, having making sure you, you front load your protein in the morning and not eating a huge meal at night. That makes a big difference in sleeping as well as, of course, drinking caffeine. Even if you think caffeine doesn't affect you, it probably does. Yes. <laughs> and you might want to experiment with timing with the caffeine. I, I try not to have it after 1 o'clock. You know, and that's sort of my magic time where I know if I have it after that, it'll affect my sleep. We also know that alcohol, having too much alcohol, we think it, you know, wipes us out and it reduces our stress, you know, calms us down. But there are so many studies about it actually waking us up in the middle of the night. We might get into that initial deep sleep, but it's probably because we're passing out, right. <laughs> not necessarily because we're rested. Right. And then uh, when that wears off, our cortisol levels start generating three, four o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And if we've artificially stimulated or depressed our systems, it's going to be an overdrive earlier than That's normal. Right. That's right. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's art, these artificial ways of falling asleep, whether it's medication or alcohol. Those are They're not giving you the quality of sleep that you need. Your body doesn't get into that really deep sleep that you need to be. Even though you may be perceiving that you're sleeping, you're not getting the deep sleep that our body needs to rest and restore and to, to heal. Yeah, which is huge, which is why sleep deprivation causes all these problems that we mentioned in the beginning. Yeah. So it's a big deal. And uh, uh, in the research, you know, there are a couple of things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start implementing and trying. And for me, it's adding 15 minutes a night mm -hmm. and, and kind of moving that over time. And another one, I mean, my clock goes off, you know, my body clock goes off very early in the morning. So it's, I need to get the extra sleep earlier. So I need to go to bed earlier. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's one thing I'm going to be working on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so make a move today to change some of your sleep habits because you're probably not getting enough and it's probably affecting you. Yeah. And maybe just pick one. We, we rattled off lots of ideas. So. Right. So check out our blog and... Please share us, you know, and subscribe to us even better because the more subscribers we have, the more it gets out to other people. Thanks for listening to Nourish Noshes. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy bright -Ballin. And I'm Debbie Peterson. Join us next time for more of Nourish Noshes. Continue the conversation about real people, real food, and real results on our Facebook page, Nourish Cookbook. Be well.